Welcome to Sunday Schmooze with Rabbi Mendy Kievman from the Chabad House Jewish Community Center on Cedar Street in Milford. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a stimulating discussion of news and humor from a Jewish perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Rabbi Mendy. Shavua Tov, Akutavach. Thank you so much for joining me today on Sunday Shmooze with Rabbi Mendy. You know, someone said to me about a week ago that in Israel, Corona is over and life is back to normal. But as most of you know by now, life is far from back to normal in Israel. There are hundreds of rockets falling on cities throughout the Holy Land. There are riots taking place, Arabs attacking Jews for no reason whatsoever. I'm horrified by what I'm seeing, not just on the news media, but I'm getting personal WhatsApps and messages from people that are telling me what's going on in their personal lives. And while Hamas is firing hundreds of rockets into Israel, Israel is playing mostly defense and trying to knock the rockets out of the sky with the uh, Iron Dome, which is a great miracle. But they're still not getting every rocket and, and many rockets are falling into populated areas and people are getting hurt and are being killed. Yes, they are also on the offense and taking out many of the terrorists, but it's still a really trying time for the land of Israel. I'm very excited that this morning I was able to interview Josh Dramer, one of our own, used to live here in Milford, and now lives in the city of Beersheba, to hear from him firsthand what's going on in his city of Beersheba, but also around uh, Israel. And I don't have time to uh, edit this, so it is as it is as we talked, and the sound is not 100% perfect, but you know it's the first time we're trying this, and I'm sure in the future uh, we'll do better in uh, our interviews. So we'll begin by playing a song. Utsu Eitz of a Sufar, Dabru Dabar Vilayakum Ki Imanu Kel. This is a song that's a rallying cry, and we sing it every day at the end of davening, 
Contrive a scheme, but it will be foiled. Conspire a plot, but it will not material, materialize. For God is with us. Ki imanu keel, God is with us. And no matter what they try, we will always be triumphant. Even when we go through trying times, we know that we will come out triumphant on the other end. I'll begin with the Rebbe at a Fabrengen asking everyone to sing the song um, and to know that the blessing from Hashem is there and we indeed bless all of our brothers and sisters in the land of Israel and, and remind them that Ki Imanukel, God is with us and no matter what they try, they won't be successful. And then we'll move straight on to a nice music note from uh, Ariel Zilber. The first part with the Rebbe talking is in Yiddish, but it's only for a few seconds and then straight to the song.
Good morning. We're very lucky to have with us on our program, Josh Kramer. Many of you know him because Josh is really a resident of Milford. He lived here his, most of his life. And when you uh, there, yeah. I made Ali, I think, 18 years ago. No way. Yeah. 18 years ago. Job. So he moved to Israel and is living with his wife, Ophira, and the four amazing children in the city of Be'er Sheva, which is in the south of um, Israel. And we're really excited that he took the time this, by us this morning. What time is it by you now? Um, 3.30 3 in the afternoon. In the evening, in the afternoon, um, to talk to us, um, to give us a little bit of a background of what's going on in Israel. You know, we all are glued to our, our uh, news sources, some on the internet, some on television, some on the radio, to hear what's going on in Israel. And we all are one family. Um, we feel with you, we're with you, we pray with you. And, and um, we're really excited to hear from you a little bit about what's going on. What are you guys feeling and thinking? And then maybe even tell us a little what you think we can do uh, to help you guys out there. So tell us a little bit, you know, what, what are you, what's going on there now on a daily basis? It's a, it, this, is, this is a scary time in Israel right now. Um, uh, this, this attack that's going on right now, it's on, it's on multiple fronts. Unfortunately, this is, uh, um, you can start by talking about rockets. I'm sure you've seen them on TV. Um, 20 years, 20 years that this country has been suffering from these, these rockets. The, the people of Stero and the surrounding community, 20 years, 20, I keep, stop and think about this, 20 years, what kind of country, or what, what kind of people would allow this to happen? For 20 years, these people have been, take 15 seconds to run and find shelter. They are, it, it is so scary right now. And, um, it, is, it, it is unbelievable. 20 years that they've been dealing with this, that, they, that this country has been living with rockets and, and suffering from rockets and the amount of P, uh, PTSD that, that they're suffering from. Um, and a lot of the injuries that I don't know if you, a lot of the injuries are from people running to their, to their safe rooms or running to, um, to the, 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 the underground bunkers to, to, to get away from the, the rockets when you hear a siren. It's, it's this loud siren that, that, that it, gets your, your, you get your, it gets you on edge. Anytime you hear your, every, every, you live in Israel, it, it puts you on edge. Um, so you've heard about this five-year-old uh, Ido from uh, Stero, piece of shrapnel, pierced the, the window of his, of his uh, um, safe room. Is safe from it's supposed to be safe. Now there's an, now they're discussing is the the building uh, codes. Was it built to code? Now we're all looking at our own safe room that's supposed to be a safe room. When you go in there, you're supposed to you breathe. You know. Now we're all looking at our safe rooms. Is it really safe? I mean, it pierced it pierced the window and it went into the injured the mother, his sister, and uh, unfortunately, and he he died. They couldn't give him a proper burial because of the amount of sire, amount of uh, rockets that were being fired during the uh, during his uh, his funeral. I mean, it's real, it, awful, absolutely awful. So, what's different this time than the rest of the the um, uh, the other the other wars that we had here? The previous war was uh, Tsuketan. It lasted for fifty one days. The last war, fifty one days. Is, was that in two thousand fourteen? That was in two thousand and. Uh, I don't even know. I don't remember. 
my, my mind is. No, I don't blame yeah. you. It was 50, 51 days that war was at. We're on day six. They're already, they've already fired more than half the amount of rockets that they, fought, they fired during uh, Tsuke time. Now, this, 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 this kind of new method that they're firing these rockets now, they're overwhelming this, this uh, Iron Dome, this, this protection system that they've, they've had and saw, this missile protection system. So before it used to be, you know, you get one, two, maybe three at a time, four at a time, and the Iron Dome would, go, would be able to handle it. Now, within a five, you know, within a, within a three minute period, 150 rockets are being fired at the exact same time. And, and it's, it's all over the country, all over the country from, from uh, south to Haifa down, down into the, into the, into the Negev. Um, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's really scary. So last night, I'll give you an example. Last night, Gazans, they, I mean, got, uh, the terrorists said that we're going to fire at midnight. We're going to fire rockets. And they, they tell you what time they told this time they said, we're, they announced when they're going to do it. It, they peppered the entire country with rockets and sent everybody into their into their safe rooms. And a lot of them are, are landing and, and, and hitting hitting uh, um, homes, direct hits on homes. And, and, uh, and uh, people are getting injured from the, the shrapnel. It's, it's really sad here. Um, I give an example. I took a we had a, a guest 95 years, almost 95 years old. I had to take her to get some medication to the pharmacy in the pharmacy. And there's it was a, a siren. You know, there was an, what do you do with a, what do you do with an, a 95 year old woman with, with a siren? It's nothing, there's nothing to do. I sat her in a chair, sat, I sat down next to her. You pray, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing to do. A woman, I think she was 87 or 88. She, she, she died because she fell on, and on her way running to a, to a safe room. It's, um, uh, so that, that's the first, that's the first front, I guess you want to call it, that's, uh, that's open, that's been going on right now. And it's, it's constant. It's, there's no end. There hasn't been a, a break yet. Um, there's another front is riots and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and uh, terrorism. Or it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's okay. violence. I, I want to hear about that. But before we get to that, because I want to just complete something on what you said till now. It, it's horrific what, what you've told us about the rockets and nobody could live that way, you know. Anyone that's expected to live, you know, where you, you don't know a second from now what you got to do. And how long do you have from when the siren rings before rockets show up? So we're in a, we're in a, uh, uh, the town of Beersheba, which is uh, maybe maybe a, a 40 minutes from uh, from uh, the, the Gaza border. So we have a, a minute to a minute. when we hear the siren. And, and in 60 in seconds. That minute, in that minute, you got to get to a, a safe room or to a, 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 a shelter. Or... You have to find, yeah, you have to find a, a shelter. So, our home, we have a, a safe room on the second on the second floor of the home. If uh, lucky, we have a park across the street, and the park has a, an underground bunker. So, if we do, need, we're at the, we can at least go outside. You know, we're lucky; we can take the kids outside and uh, play outside. And then, in a, but we're literally right next to the, uh, the the bunker there. If we need to go in many there are a lot of homes that don't have that the uh this room that we have um and they're stuck they have to go to a um a stairwell or an in, in, inside wall there's it's just further away from the from the outside of the building you, you don't want to be yeah or, or if you're outside they tell you to lie on the ground put your hands over your head and cover your head i mean it's the it's the shrapnel that's that's uh that that, that the spray of uh of shrapnel that's that's uh that's 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 
causing a lot of the, the injuries and a lot of the, um, and it's very serious injuries. Now, this is probably is horrific for, for any adult to have to deal with, but I can, I can barely imagine what, what toll it's taking on the kids running every few minutes. How often do you have a, a siren happen? Um, uh, in the middle of the, uh, last night we had six the night before we had you know i mean it's about dinner we had to put down our forks and get up and, and uh and uh run to the to the safe room and and kids are kids are in good spirits you know they're 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 strong you know i try and i try and we try and raise the resiliency in the kids we're, we're very lucky um they're sleeping in there in our safe room they're all they all live there uh so it's you know, game. You know, they're enjoying it, being with each other again. Um, uh, but not all not all kids are 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 as lucky. The ones in steroid, there's serious serious cases of PTSD and um, and and, uh, and dealing with the 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 continue continuation of having having these uh, sirens and what and whatnot. Thank so, you. Uh, so you said you're going on the second front of what's going on. Yeah, so this uh, the second front is this is unprecedented. This is Israel's never seen this before. We have um, the solidarity of um, of a group of Arab population that are that are are being solid showing solidarity to the, the Gazans, and they're are, showing it by these are Israeli Arabs, right? These are Israeli. Some of them are Israeli Arabs living in you know you have to, uh, towns like Lod, which are mixed. Jewish and um, uh, Jewish and, and Arab. Um, you have other towns that are that are um, in the in the West Bank. Uh, you know, in the uh, not in the uh, um, uh, Yehuda and Shomron, or you have um, uh, towns like uh, Akko, also mixed Jewish and, and Arab, um, that are that are they're going out in, at nighttime mainly. And uh, it's not just uh, never mind the property damage that they're causing, but it's the the violence. It's I'll give you an example of, uh, of uh, some of the violence. So we, we live in Beersheba. There's a road that goes to a little town called um, Arad, where I met my wife uh, uh, here. So if there was a family, um, a family of uh, mother, mother and father and three kids. They want to get away. From, they live in at the city of Eshdod. They want to get away from the rocket. So they decided to go take a ride to Arad, going down a road, uh, road 31. And uh, they got there and it was blocked. It was uh, blocked the, um, the 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 they caused the, they caused the light the lighting the lights to fall down and block the road and uh, they threw tires full of fire and there was just fire everywhere and then horde of um, uh, uh, terrorists I don't terrorists I'm, that that were coming at the car and uh, and and throwing and throwing rocks at them oh they before they, they had noticed that the two cars in front is really scared two cars in front where where they they saw a line of cars and they were letting the cars go through and they couldn't figure out what what they were doing. They were looking inside the cars to see who was Arab and who was Jewish. Wow. If it was a Jewish car, they stopped it. Um, and they, um, they were trapped. Basically, they were trapped, which is which is uh start, they started stoning the car, they ripped the father out of the car, and uh they thought they they said on the news that they they thought they were they were they were goners. And then and then but luckily they had it a, a, not no, I'm, I want to say this: not all of the the, the Arabs are, are bad people. They, a Bedouin, uh, uh, two Bedouins came with their car and stopped the, the violence around them. And they said to them, "Take my car and get out of here and go to, and drive towards uh, Arad and get and call the police and and, uh, 
and we'll, we'll, we'll catch up with you later. And they were able to, and they rescued him. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a complete miracle for them. They, they said without them, they would have had, they would have been goners. Wow. It's, uh, but you hear about, you hear these stories. This one ended positively, but you just, you hear a lot of stories that are, that are, uh, that and negatively too. And, and I, uh, you also see on the news, you also see, you know, as you can imagine, but the Israelis are, are they're fed, they're fed up and you have also have, you have, uh, um, at nighttime in some of the cities you have Israel as Israeli teens and whatnot are going off and causing their own ruckus or, and, and violence against it too. So it's, it's, it, it's terrible. It's really, what's going on right now. is terrible on that, on that front. So you have our security forces there and the police forces there, they're, they're overwhelmed. It's, it's really, it's, it's really sad. Now, is Be'er Sheva a mixed city, or is it mostly only Jews? Be'er Sheva is a, a mixed city. We had some violence here at um, uh, at the university. We had, uh, I think, there was a, a a student that was stabbed outside the university because of uh, some students there. I don't really know. I don't. I try not to look at the new, look news, or you know, I mean, it's just. But uh, this is what this is what we heard. This is what we saw in the news that somebody was stabbed outside the university, and there was, and they, I saw a video of uh, uh, of going back and forth between the police officers and the uh and a, and, and a big mob of uh um uh arab or, or uh students that were that were causing problems it's um wow i appreciate you telling us this because like i said we're here we, we we hear things that are going on but it's it's so hard for a regular american to feel what, what you're going through and what every Israeli is going through, as far as I understand, it's not just happening. Like you said, it used to happen for 20 years in Sderot. And even in Be'er Sheva, I remember Ophira telling me how she would see from time to time a rocket go past her window in her, in her university she was working. And, and so that was, you know, you say, okay, you live in the South, but now the whole Israel, the sirens going on all throughout the whole Israel. Yeah, it's, you, you see all, every major city here, has uh, been affected by it. Um, their their weaponry or whatever has gotten much more advanced. They've been able to the amount of rockets that they're firing off at a at a at a one time. It's it's unprecedented. They've, they've never seen anything like this before. I mean, and you see you see the you hear you see and hear because we're in our room. You hear the Iron Dome working and uh, and shooting these rockets out of uh, out of the sky, which is a feat. I don't know any other. The ingenuity behind that is uh, um, is unbelievable. Yeah, and now, which is which, which is sorry, which is which is wonderful that they're they're shooting the rockets out and the amount of money that's going for each rocket that they're shooting out of the sky. There's there are folks here that are saying they, that that maybe we shouldn't have had this this technology. Maybe we would have gone in a little bit. Maybe we've done something a little bit differently if rockets were falling and we weren't having to have to shoot them out of the sky. And, with, at a tremendous cost. It's not. It's not free. You know. I mean, it's a the cost for each rocket that we're firing to in response to to as a the, sorry the missile defense that we're using is is extremely expensive. I do want to I do want to share a story that happened. I don't know if you heard heard this about the um, the IDF put out their own bit of uh, fake news and they said that there was going to be a ground invasion and they were going to go in through the tunnels and uh, and go after the terrorists and that drew. Um, the terrorists out of there, out into the into the tunnels, and, and and the IDF went in and blew up a lot of the tunnels with the terrorists in them. They were able to get the terrorists away from the civilian populations. And you can, I, this is something you can only do once. 
and it worked for for you know for I don't know there were tens of uh, terrorists that were that were in there. It's although draw, drawing them away from civilian populations, it it doesn't it, it it's so it's doesn't work. I don't know. It, I don't know what to do. They have so a very I, difficult job. I appreciate you telling that story because that story talks to the the uh, humanity. Of the, of the Jewish people and the Israeli uh, government and the Israeli people. You think about it, any other country, you, when America went to war, whether it was in, 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 in Afghanistan or Iraq, or you pick any of the wars we did, whatever, casualties are casualties. Civilians got, civilians got killed. And yet in Israel, every time they bomb or rocket a, a building, or like you said, they, they try to get just the terrorists, and they'll do any kind of shtick. They do the knocking on the roof. I don't know if you didn't mention that, I don't think. But they knock on the roof. They drop something onto the roof of the building to let people know that this building is going to get attacked because it's a, a place of terrorism and it gives a chance for civilians to leave the building. It's unbelievable. I don't know of any other nation in the world that has that co much compassion for someone that should be considered their enemy, and yet they treat every civilian as a non-enemy. And they only look for... Um, the terrorists to, 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 to get there. And I really appreciate you telling us that right. story. It's a fascinating. So, so this brings up, I think this, I think this brings up a, a, a third front um, that's been, that's opened up and it's not a new, a new front. And that's the, 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 the media and the way the media perceives what's going on here. And it's uh, I'm, I can imagine what, it, what they're showing in American media or um uh, or elsewhere abroad um but it's it's uh it, it's the the truth or you know what's going on here it's uh it, it needs to be brought out to light in the amount of uh um the, the way it's spoken of uh, of in the media overseas it's it, it's terrible it's, it's disgusting to see a typical american sees what's written in the media and they say okay israel must be doing this these terrible atrocities, as it says in the media. I say, Baruch Hashem, most Americans uh, do see through the uh, facade and the, the, the lies that are being propagated over the media. So appreciate that you took the time to come on, and, and it's during a very scary time that you're living through. And oh, good. We, we mentioned one other thing. You asked me what could, um, uh, uh, you do, your listeners do, what could, uh, is there anything that they could do to, that help the situation, and I think a really good uh, is uh, going uh, looking at some of these uh, besides donating to Chabad, of course, and and, and Greater Milford Chabad, but uh, also Magen David Adom, the 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 first responders here in Israel. Um, they could use a lot of the donations. Um, uh, they, they're doing amazing work here. Um, they're on, they're on the front lines. They're the first ones to respond to all of these these uh, um, events and, and uh, when 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 the missiles hit they hit the ground and they, they have to respond to the to people that are that are injured. So that's so you can uh, uh, donating and finding and and, uh, and giving to these organizations like this and and supporting the soldiers who are uh, who are also um, away from their families now. Thank you. So yes, in fact, in my in my email I sent out on. On uh, Friday, right before Shabbos here, I mentioned that and I added a, a spot on our website for people who want to help out in Israel. You can obviously go directly to their website, Magandavid Adom, or you can go to our website, the, the and you just click on the, the link where it says um, for our brethren in Israel. 
and we're going to split it. We put a couple of organizations that we're going to send the money to um, that you can uh, make a donation there. Or, well, like I said, go directly, as Josh said today. We also added Koal Chabad, uh, which is an organization that helps people, um, especially now that they can't get out. Um, Josh mentioned the elderly people that can't go to soup kitchens and they, they bring it to them. And we also mentioned the uh, Chabad Terror Victims Project. So we're going to be sending, splitting the money between these three organizations. So um, if you either directly donate to them or go to our website and you can donate there. But we can also pray together. You know, every week on our show, we say the Shema together. And I think now we'll do it across the ocean, you and I together and all of our listeners can join together, put a yarmulke on your head and then take your right hand and cover your eyes. We'll do the first two verses. This is like, uh, you know, uh, uh, nostalgia. We used to say, Josh and I would say Shema together all the time. So now we'll do it across across the ocean. So everyone, please take it for the first two verses of Shema. Take your right hand, cover your eyes, let's say it together. Shema, Shema Yisrael, Adonai, Eloheinu, Adonai, Echad, Baruch, Shem, Kivod, Malchuto, Lolam, Ba'ed. And I'm not going to keep Josh on the phone here for longer, but we'll say together a chapter to him that I, I put a link in the email that I sent out earlier this morning so you can say it together with me. And we'll do that after the uh, interview. Um, so obviously, tzedakah is a very good way to help out and, and is showing our, our um, connection to every Jew around the world, but especially those living in Israel and now on the front line is a very good way to do that. Prayer is good. Getting out there you know, on your Facebook page, you oftentimes see people write things that are horrendous and, and, and lies. And sometimes it, it might be a good idea to, to sow some truth into the conversation. Uh, but more importantly, constantly think about it, constantly realize they are on the front lines of every Jewish community around the world, and we're there together with them. And as we are beginning Shavuot tonight, the holiday of Shavuot, as Josh says, he still misses Lachim's cheesecake. So um, I, I bless everybody. Kabbalah, Torah, Besimchav of New Year. We should receive the Torah with joy and inwardness. They'll be able to um, permeate ourselves with the receiving the Torah. And just like God, quote unquote, married us when we received the Torah at Mount Sinai, I bless you, especially in your family, your amazing family, um, to have only simcha, only joy during this holiday that begins probably in three or four hours by you. And, um, and uh, enjoy some cheesecake. Listen, I know you guys like cheesecakes also. So your food probably does a pretty good job on that. And it should be a peaceful time. Um, a, a, a time of, of joy and hope. Uh, we should bring an end to this, uh, to terrorism in general, but especially to the fear that is being sowed throughout the land of Israel. And most importantly, we should have the revelation of the Sheikh now, so that we'll be with you together on Shavuot. I don't know, we'll figure out the planes, the plane system will be able to bring us to uh, Israel really, really quickly. So tonight, when we celebrate Shavuot, we'll do it together in the Harabayit. We'll have the base on Mikdash uh, rebuilt and made happen in now. And we'll say Amen. Amen, Amen. Thank you, John. Hak Rabbi. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, Rabbi. Hak Have a wonderful holiday, and we'll uh, and uh, let's do this again. I enjoyed this. This is a night. Enjoyed yeah, talking I, to you. I, Hopefully, I on, on different circumstances, though. Next time, please. Yes, we should. And I'm happy we were on here for I don't know about a half hour or so, and wow. and there was no siren, so I like that. So yeah, I like it too. Way. Hopefully, it stays that way. And... Amen. Okay. Zaygus <laughs> and be well.
Send me guys. Bye, Rabbi. Bye-bye. Again, I apologize for the um, audio there. My microphone wasn't working that well in this new pro- program to uh, take in phone calls. But next time uh, we have an interview, like Josh said, hopefully in better circumstances, um, the audio will be better. And again, I apologize uh, for that. As I said, we're going to say a chapter of Tehillim. In the email that I sent you this morning, it had in it a link to chapter 120. We sing that every single uh, Shabbos and Shul. And today I have with me uh, Zalmi and Chani. We're going to join together as we sing chapter 120. Click on the link in the email and then join together with us. As we all know, reciting chapters of Tillam are the sure, a sure uh, positive way to bring salvation to ourselves and to all those that we pray for. Especially this chapter, as you can read along in the English, talks about God's salvation and answering us when we are in pain. Here we go. And may we bless all of those living in the land of Israel to see only goodness, happiness, and salvation, especially as we come to the Yomtiv of Shavuos. That's right. Tonight, we begin the holiday of Shavuos, where we celebrate the anniversary, our wedding anniversary with God. We talked about it last week, but anniversary and, and rededication to our marriage with God as God gave us the Ten Commandments. You know, the Jews received the Ten Commandments in the desert, and my line is, you come to us on Monday, May 17th, for dessert, but you don't have to go to the desert. You know, the same word without the S. You get great dairy dessert, ice creams and cheesecakes and pastas and salads and some non-dairy foods as well. And we'll have that all on Monday, May, uh, May 17th, that's tomorrow, at 5.30 p.m. But in order to join us, you got to go to our website, gotchabad.com, gotchabad.com, G-O-T-C-H-A-B-A-D.com, and click on the link on the banner on the top of the page, and you will uh, be able to join us uh, free of charge um, tomorrow evening, 5.30 p.m. We hope that you will join us. Now, God gave the Torah and the Ten Commandments in the desert, but it was on a mountain. It was a mountain, Mount Sinai. And it turns out that there was a big debate, the Talmud tells us, between the mountains in that Sinai region, where the one mountain said, I'm very tall, God should give the Torah on me. Another mountain said, I'm really wide, God should give the Torah on me. And there was one mountain, Mount Sinai, that said, well, I'm so small, I'm nothing important. 
I'm humble, and therefore, eh, the Torah shouldn't be given on me. I'm not good enough. I don't have any special qualities that the Torah should be given on me. And then, of course, God chose that mountain to give the Torah on, the mountain of Sinai, um, because to teach us that to study Torah, we need a little bit of humility. And we talked a lot about that last week, why a mountain versus a plain or a, um, or a valley. So I have here, Chani was singing the song from Tehillim. Chani is here with us to sing a song about the mountains and the discussion that the mountains had um, in preparing for um, the receiving of the Torah. It was, I, I put the lyrics at the bottom of the email. So if you want to sing along or hear the actual lyrics, go to the email I sent out and join us. Here we go. I am a mountain so very high I can reach way up to the sky The Torah should be given on me Because I am as high as can be You see, I am a mountain so very wide I can reach from side to side The Torah should be given on me Because I am as wide as can be Little sing I stood there and sighed I am not tall and I am not wide The Torah should be given on me because I am as small as can be, you see. From all of the mountains, Hashem chose Sinai. Because she did boast, she did not cry. The Torah will be given on Sinai, for she is the best she can be, you see. Now that you heard us sing, and yeah, that's good. Of course, Chani is the best singer around. But now we're going to hear a song called Rise, how to overcome all uh, challenges that we face by Avram Fried, Ellie Gerstner, and Baruch Levine. Like you're underground Ever felt so unsure That you don't know what to expect Ever been turned inside out Ever felt so much doubt Didn't know what it's all about What comes next so grab my hand, my friend, we'll walk the way Raise your voice, it's the dawn of a brand new day So much has changed, but this is still the same The happiest time is after the pain You fought the good fight Cause you burn with an inner flame See a new day through your tired eyes After the storm come the bluest skies 
it's time to rise Oh, it's time to rise Ever fall at the side of the road Ever struggle underneath the load Look at life like you can't crack the code The road ahead is dark Ever felt that you're just too small Holding on tight, hoping not to fall Ever wonder what's the point of it all Look inside and find that spark Let it glow, my friend, and show the way Time is after the pain You fought the good fight Cause you burned with an inner flame See you know they threw your tired eyes After the storm come the bluest skies It's time to rise Oh, it's time to rise Looking ahead, we'll keep marching Cause you burn with an inner flame Oh, it's a new day through your open eyes After the storm came the bluest skies Let us rise Oh, it's time So what is the most important number in Judaism? Go ahead, guess. Guess the most important number in Judaism. There's no really wrong answer here. So you came up with one. There's a good chance that you answered the number 18. And indeed, 18 is Chai. It's a very important number. Chai means life. And we're all about life. Everything in Yiddishkeit, everything in Judaism is about preserving life, and helping others. So 18 is a good number if you chose that. Others may have chosen the number 7 as the most important Jewish number. And it is also a a, a very important number. 7 is the seventh day of the week. It's Shabbos. It's our holiest and most important day of the week. It says, Kol Shvin Chavivin, all sevens, our, our um, beloved, our Rebbe is the seventh Rebbe in the uh, chain of Chabad Rebbes. But I suspect that 
from all the numbers you guys chose, whether it's 613 or 770, I suspect that maybe no one chose the number three. And that's too bad because the number three is a really important number. And this year, the number takes on extra significance in the fact that we're celebrating 3,333 years since the giving of the Torah. Yes, that's three, 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 three. So what's unique about the number three? So let's look at the Talmud. In the Talmud it says about the giving of the Torah, and I'll translate, Blessed is the merciful one who gave the threefold Torah, and I'm translating that, the threefold Torah is because it's made up of three parts. The Torah, the prophets, and the writings. It's altogether known as Tanakh, Torah, Nevi'im, Ketuvim. Torah, prophets, and the writings. And now I'm continuing reading from the Talmud. So he gave a threefold Torah to a threefold nation made up of Kohanim, Levim, and Yisraelim, priests, Levites, and Israelites. By means of a thirdborn, who's a thirdborn? Moses, who followed in his family, first was Aaron and then his sister Miriam. So he was a third. And, the, uh, and it was on the third day it, uh, from a separation that the Jewish people had to separate and be holy for three days before receiving the Torah. And finally, the Talmud says, in the third month, the month of Sivan, beginning with Passover, the month of Nisan is the first month of the year. The month of Sivan is known as the third year. So, it's pretty cool to see so many threes when it comes to receiving the Torah. But is that it? Is that what the threes are all about? It's just a coincidence that there were a bunch of threes connected to the giving of the Torah? So in Kabbalah, it's explained that the number three is a number that symbolizes what our world is really all about. So let's go through it. The number one, we know when we say Shema Yisrael, we said it before together with Josh Stramer, God is one. One is oneness. We sing, we sing the song, one is Hashem in the heavens and the earth, Right? When there's one, there's nothing else but God himself. Then comes the number two. Two introduces conflicts. Now there's God plus one. In other words, there's God and now there's also a world. A world which seems to be very not, or not such a very godly place. So suddenly, now there's a choice and the choice is not so obvious. When there was just God, there was all holiness, just God. But now there's a world, now there's a choice, and we're not sure which one, which one is to go with. And then comes the number three. Three represents harmony. In Hebrew, in Kabbalistic terms, tiferes. It's about teaching us to bridge between the physical and the spiritual. It's about discovering that even in the physical, and even in our ungodly world, at the essence it's holy. Three, and that's why it's called Tiferes, is beauty. Beauty that comes from diversity. So as we celebrate 3333, 3,333 years of our anniversary of receiving the Torah, we should be looking for the three number in our lives, for those opportunities that await us to turn from a mere 
physical being into a holy element associated with the mitzvah. We're physical, and then there's spiritual. When we do the mitzvah, we merge the two, and it becomes a three. So I invite you all to join us tomorrow for Shavuos. It's a great tradition to be in Shul in person as we tell the story and read from the Torah the exact way the giving of the Torah and the Ten Commandments. So in addition to the one, which is the spiritual side of it, and the two, which is us, we'll also be having three because we'll have delicious cheesecake, a dairy buffet, and a whole bunch of great foods to celebrate this great holiday. So there's two options to join us for this, and I hope every single one of our listeners will take part. You can join us tomorrow morning at about 11.15 in the morning. We're having services, and we'll read the Ten Commandments, followed by a, a, a mini Kiddush, dairy Kiddush brunch. And then, and or, you could join us tomorrow evening at 5.30 p.m., um, and we'll read the Ten Commandments outdoors, followed by a delicious uh, dairy buffet, uh, dinner, ice cream, and all sorts of yummy goodies, both uh, with dairy and non-dairy, so everyone can take part, and it'll be outdoors again. Tomorrow morning, we start services at 10.45, and the reading of the Ten Commandments is at approximately 11.15, and tomorrow evening at 5.30. Whichever one you choose is fine. Or you could choose both. You see, that's a good number. One, two, or three. You can choose one, come in the morning, two, to come in the evening, or three, come for all, both of them. I know that's what I'm going to be doing, and I look forward to seeing you. Go to our website, gatchabad.com, and sign up so you can join us for this amazing um, event. Baruch Hashem. Thank God. Thank God that the mask mandates are slowly going away. May God bless and keep mask mandates far away from us. We went for more than a year with a mask mandate. We wore that thing everywhere we went. That awful, stifling, hideous thing. But we learned to deal with it. We threw it on before running in, you know, into a quick errand in a store. If you went on a plane, you fell asleep under it or maybe on an, in an Uber car. We hated wearing it, and we hated seeing others wearing it. But we did it. We had to do it, so we did it. We had to do it for unhappy reasons. We had to do it so that we can stay safe. And that's why we did it. And one of these days, very, very soon, and in some places, in some states, it's already happened already, this mask mandate is going away. But the question I have, and I wonder if you ever thought about this, if we were able to do masks, can't we do kippahs? Can't we do yarmulkes? So as we're getting rid of this mandate, I think that we're on to the next mandate. We'll call it the kippah mandate. <clears throat> And the reason I'm introducing the Kippa Mandate is because the number three is, is a wonderful number for three reasons. Number one, what better way to show our post-COVID gratitude to Hashem, to God, than by covering our heads in deference to God? 
people who don't wear a kippah all the time humbly put one on when they enter a place like a shul or they go to a bar mitzvah because they want to show genuine awe of God's presence in that place. But when we upgrade to wearing a yarmulke all of the time, it's simply an extension of that beautiful humility we have when we're going into a shul. It means that God is present everywhere in your life. And how true that is. The second reason for this keeper mandate is that America, American society is unwell. The obsession with self, the disrespect for others, the confusion, these are all symptoms of an arrogance that grows where faith in God is missing. As something that goes above the head, the yarmulke is a visible, tangible symbol of America's essence. That's right. We say it all the time. One nation under God. The keeper can heal America. Restoring a simple awareness of a higher power would restore respect, humility, and awareness that when we are under God, then we become one nation. And finally, reason number three. The greatest thing we American Jews can do during these painful times in Israel is to be proud to be Jews. At the very least, while they risk their lives for being Jews, as we heard from Josh just a little while ago, we should live our lives proudly as Jews. When the skewed media reports cause some Jews to wonder, yeah, inwardly most of the time, what's the matter with us? Why do they hate us? A proud keeper responds, nothing is the matter with us. God is with us. Am Yisrael Chai. And that's why, as I told Jeff in Shul yesterday, we need to have the keeper mandate. And I, I, I implore you, I beg you, please, consider joining this mandate. It's not going to be forced upon you like the mask mandate. But consider crowning yourself with the world's oldest Jewish symbol. Consider putting on a kippah as a gift to God, a gift to America, and a gift to your fellow Jews. And any thought that you might have about it being uncomfortable to wear a kippah pales in comparison to what we endured over this last year wearing masks. The kippah covers the head, but it doesn't cover your mouth and your nose. This is something you wear for a happy reason, not like the mask, which we wore for an unhappy reason. The kippah is something you wear that doesn't only protect against harm, it causes and spreads tremendous public health and tremendous benefit to everyone. And here's my offer to you. If you decide to wear a kippah, we have these beautiful white and blue kippahs right here at Chabad that you can come and pick one up. You can pick one up tomorrow when you join us for the uh, ice cream party and you can take it home with you. But if you're really anxious to start wearing a kippah and a beautiful kippah at that, you're welcome to email me 
Rabbi at gotchabad.com, G-O-T-C-H-A-B-A-D, and Rabbi is spelled R-A-B-B-I, so it's Rabbi at Gatchabad, and you can come pick it up at another time. You can start today, come pick it up today, or if you're really uh, far away or can't make it here, we can send it to you. Whether you get a yarmulke here at Chabad, or you use one of the yarmulkes you have from some bar mitzvah you went to, or maybe when you went to Israel, you picked one up. Wear the yarmulke proudly wherever you go. And whenever someone asks you why you're wearing it, put your hand on your chest and say, One nation under God. This is a mandate that's never going away, thank God. And Ose Shalom Bim Ramav, that God should give peace to all of His people Israel. And let us all say, Amen. There's a song that has become a uh, very f- uh, famous song in Israel, especially during troubling times. Religious Jews sing it, non-religious Jews sing it. It's a song with the words, Anachnu maminim b'nei maminim. We are believers, the, the descendants of believers. And there's no one else who we can rely on. Only on our Father in Heaven. Composed by Mordechem and David, but I found online it being sung by some random dude. Please enjoy and get up and dance. Through joy will burst all boundaries. Anachnu maminim b'nei maminim. Oh, 
Indeed, we have complete faith that Hashem is with us, Ki Manokel, and immediately will bring peace and salvation to our brothers and sisters living in the Holy Land of Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow for the reading of the Ten Commandments. Go to our website, jewishma.com, J-E-W-I-S-H-M-A.com, jewishma.com, and register to join us for the morning or for the evening um, ice cream party, dairy buffet, and of course, the reading of the Ten Commandments. And until then, you can do something for Israel. You can do another good deed and bring redemption to the entire world. Remember, your next deed will change the world. So make it a good one. L'chaim! You've been listening to Sunday Schmooze with Rabbi Mendy Kievman from the Chabad House Jewish Community Center on Cedar Street in Milford. For more information on the Chabad House, including upcoming events, adult programs, Hebrew school, and more, visit gotchabad.com. That's G-O-T-C-H-A-B-A-D.com. Shalom.